Season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Oh, in the end zone, Keenan Allen. There he gets him. It is Parsons who takes it back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. To move on. He's on Robinson. He's got a pass. His first NFL touchdown. Kelsey, good night. Touchdown. Chiefs win it. Alright, what is going on everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome back here today to another episode of the Triple Option Podcast. We have our week 12 reaction. What's going on guys? How we doing? I need a haircut. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so yeah, you can see Tom needs a haircut if you're watching on YouTube. We had a big week. Honestly, the 1 o'clock games were okay. We had some better 4 o'clock games. We had a okay Sunday night game, a bad but made it good monday night game um and we had a we had a coach firing too on monday morning where uh frank reich got uh fired um from the carolina panthers david tepper the owner just came like on a press conference that was yesterday or was that today that might have been yesterday and dude it was so did you guys get to see any of that at all uh the, with the press conference yeah with the owner yeah he where he basically said we thought we were gonna go with number two and like they were going to take Young and we'll take Stroud, but Young was still our number one. So I'm like, then why would you trade back to two? Yeah. Because, uh, and I feel like I just feel so bad for Bryce Young too. Like just like hearing that and then like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess they, they, they're like maybe Chad coming off saying, oh, like Bryce Young was supposed to go one. He was the better quarterback and we were going to take Stroud at two. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a mess for Carolina and they've now going to be on like, uh, like, their fourth or something coach in the David Tepper era. Um, obviously, they paid Matt Rule all that money, and it did not work out long term. So the Panthers are going to be in the the market for head coach, and I don't even know who's going to want that job in the offseason. I don't know, but all I know is Frank Wright's a genius because he is still getting paid by the Colts and the Panthers to do nothing. <laughs> That's I think he's pulling, amazing. I think he's pulling in like almost ten million a year just to literally do nothing from two teams. Dude, that 2018 Eagles Super Bowl run really made him just set for life um, yeah. financially. So we're going to hop into pretty much just kind of talk about these games. Uh, we did do a kind of Friday or a Thursday game reaction um, on Friday. Wait, is that when we came out with the, the live? Yes, came out Friday. Yeah. Okay, came out on Friday. Um, so the Dolphins kind of blew out the Jets as we all expected. Um, it wasn't close really at all. I will see. Is did they say Tim uh, Boyle's the quarterback this week? They yep. announced that, uh, right? Yeah, they already good doubled Lord. down. Good, good Lord. Okay, so um, we'll hop into just kind of the Sunday games. Um, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about the Falcon Saints game first. Um, NFC South matchup. A lot of implications for the playoffs kind of on this game. Of course, the Falcons win, so we're going to have possibly on pace for another NFC South team to be below 500 and make the playoffs. Um, 24 to 15 was the final score. I think me, I don't even did me and Dom. We both took the Falcons, and you and Tom took the Saints on. on yeah, Friday. the Saints were my NFC South pick, so I, I had to take the Saints. Yeah, you had to ride with them. So, do you still think they're going to win the South? No, I think shout out Dom. He's got a nice commanding lead right now. Well, He's up. Uh, well. A, command, a commanding lead in terms of uh, where the teams are trending. Um, I wouldn't even say it's a lead, though, because right now they're tied. And so, like, the Falcons just have the current tiebreaker. So if the Saints can just stay within... Well, the, the problem with the Saints is the Falcons are already 3-0 and in the division. That's what so I'm even, saying. So it's a full game, basically, because the Saints are never yeah. going. Even if they split, 
that that tiebreaker will split, and then the division is the next. Uh, I think is the next tiebreaker. So it's basically like a game advantage. And the Saints are really trending down, and the Falcons seem to kind of they had a kind of a hot start, but now they could score more than twenty points. So you know that's they're a force to be reckoned with. Hey, De- Desmond Ritter came back and he led this offense. Besides throwing two interceptions when he should not be throwing the ball, he played pretty well. Yeah, especially looking at the, the at their schedule rating. Jets, Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. Yep. Not bad if you're a Falcons. Very fan. doable. Yeah. I like think they can my, go five hundred there. They can get they can wind up going eight going eight or nine. I, I think I don't think I don't know if the Saints win eight games. Do they think they I mean I think the Saints win nine games because they would have to win with one more. And and we could have a week eighteen uh Falcons Saints uh, division uh for all the marbles game, which would be pretty cool. that would be pretty cool. Me and um me and Don were kind of talking about it before you joined before that uh, like we're never going to be able to eliminate any of these NFC South teams because for the playoff picture because they're just always going to be in there. Um, yeah, this division gonna is going to literally... Yeah, everybody but my uh, preseason pick, the Panthers are one in ten. I think I could say they're eliminated. I don't know if they're mathematically eliminated yet. Actually, they no because they're only four games back of the division. Let's go. It's still a lot, yeah, but, dude. Uh, Interim head coach, you know they're beating the Bucks this week. You know they're beating they're the Bucks. F- but they're four back, but we just said the Saints and Falcons play each other, so that's technically like five back because one of these two teams has tie. to get a... Okay, so that's four and a half back. Like, they're still... Fair enough. <laughs> I, was, I, I was just... Uh... I think... Yeah, you know what? You're right. The way right. this week goes, I think the Panthers could get eliminated this week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I'd probably put the odds on that are pretty high. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we got the Steelers beating the Bengals. Man, it's crazy. So uh, Matt Canada had 44 games as the offensive coordinator not one 400 yard game they had a 400 yard game in the game before he was hired as the offensive coordinator and then the first game as he's fired a 400 yard game kind of incredible uh they only scored 16 points but they were at least able to move the ball on like not a terrible defense in the cincinnati Bengals. and they got uh Kyler murray and the arizona cardinals this week so you know what things are looking in the right direction with is back man this got me feeling good as a steelers fan uh, just out of curiosity because you mentioned the 400 yards who was their oc before matt canada uh it know? was uh it was randy fitchner who and why did they let him go to get matt canada then uh because him and ben roethlisberger didn't get along Okay, because I like I wasn't sure like why they originally hired Matt Canada in the first place because it just it just never worked out. Um, no, but I mean yeah, like it, it is funny to see that they only scored sixteen points, but like it's it's a huge win for them, and they only scored sixteen points. Like it's just funny to say that their offense is like that bad. <laughs> um, Kenny though, shout out throwing it in the middle of the field about time. I know it was kind of nice. Yeah. I just looked the up. Uh, Steelers. They get that. They have a bottom. Uh... Bottom five offense right now, so they better. They hopefully in the next uh, couple of games they'll boost themselves up a bit, or at least turn the second half. Now you know I still have the Steelers as one of my key teams from when we used to go to Steeler games when we were younger. I made them a key team, like when I made my ESPN account in like 2007. <laughs> you always get the alerts for them. Uh, um, I think I have the alerts turned off on my phone, but they're but them and the Giants are both highlighted. I should highlight the Dolphins too at this point, but okay, yeah, um, uh, and the Eagles I guess too, but um. Yeah, the Steelers actually have a chance to have two 1,000-yard uh, rushers this year. I think Warren needs to average like 75 rest of the way and Najee around like 68. That Two 1,000? I don't know. I think it's possible. But well, um, I just quickly before we go back to the uh, – just going back to the offensive coordinator thing, I wanted to look up the date like the year he was fired, Randy Fitchner. The first article is Steelers fans rejoice. This will change everything. The Steelers <laughs> fired Randy Fitchner. Boy, did they not know what was coming for. next. That's funny. 
Um, and then Canada gets, yeah, just way more time than he needed here. But at least he's gone, and we'll see who's going to be like the uh, OC next year. But they look better and, for sure. Yeah, and the one thing that they mentioned before the game was that they were going to target George Pickens more, and they were going to give Jalen Warren the ball more. Yeah, they didn't Naj- either. Najee outcarried him, and Pickens finished his day with five targets. Like, I don't I don't know what the plan was there. <laughs> just be unexpected, man. That's how you got to be as an offense. Unpredictable. Um, I guess. Also, but bad. yeah, that, that wasn't a great matchup, though. But no, we'll and uh, Deontay Johnson, man, that I, of course, like Mike Tomlin won't punish him, Ooh, but yeah, that was so bad. Him. The fumble thing, yeah, where that. he just was staring at it. Yeah, I feel like the Steelers are so elite at drafting receivers, and then they all just turn into just guys that just don't care anymore at the end of did, it. Did you hear his quote when he was asked about it? Yeah, he yeah, said he was, like he, that's he was not like, his job or something. Yeah, no, I think it was like. Well, he tweeted something like, whoa, better get him next time. Or something like totally like r- really sarcastic. He tweeted something. Yeah, um, and then he was like a win's a win or something. I don't know. No, I just didn't see it. I was just doing what I was doing, blocking or whatever, which he wasn't doing on that play. <laughs> he wasn't doing it. I know. And then stuff. you could see him like see the uh, whoever picked it up, like run the other way with the ball and he just doesn't care. I don't know how like, yeah. Tama doesn't like discipline that, but it doesn't really make any sense. Um, I guess that's their star player treatment there. But yeah, big win for the Steelers. They're seven and four. Bengals five and six. Not looking great for them to make the playoffs with Jake Browning, who I mean, like, didn't look terrible, but honestly, like forty of his yards were basically off tip passes. Um, especially for Jamar Chase. So it looked a little bit better um than the ba- box score says. So we'll hop to the Titans beating the Panthers. Um, another win for Will Levis in his career. They win seventeen to ten. Derrick Henry had two touchdowns in this game. This was the game that got Frank Reich fired. And yeah, I don't think this really changes anything for either of these teams throughout the year. I think like obviously the Panthers want to win since they don't have their first round pick and the Titans I think just seeing progression from Will Levis I mean didn't look perfect in this game but it's a solid Panthers defense so I think you'll take that from them yeah I got uh, yeah I game. think I think the <laughs> the Panthers obviously are not a very formidable opponent but the Derrick Henry's kind of back though he teed both touchdowns to the Titans although uh not so flashy win but we eliminated them last week, right? That was or two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are eliminated. I forget when exactly. Yeah. All right, yeah, and then they sit down at four and seven. They're in last place. Um, actually, uh, so yeah, right? Yes, they are in last. Yeah. So you know, see how the rest of the year goes. But I don't think that Will Levis is going to be carrying into too many more wins. No. Um. So. We'll stay in the NFC South where me and Dom were also talking about this before you joined Dom that like the Colts, man, like six and five, like they have six wins. There's a chance this team can be the seventh seed in the AFC. Uh, Michael Pittman, honestly, a very underrated season. I feel like he's been right. phenomenal um, yeah. with Gardner Minshew as his quarterback. I'm looking now, um, he's at 784 yards, so there's a good chance he hits 1,000 on the season. Um, and in the last five games, yeah, he's projected 1,200 right now. Um, but they beat the Bucs. This wasn't great for the Bucs. I guess like obviously though... I, from this season losing to the Colts isn't as maybe embarrassing as it was like maybe going into the season so yeah this was not a good game for the Bucks, but they're still going to be alive in this NFC South um do you guys think you guys think the Colts are going to make the playoffs or this is just like still lightning in a bottle with Minshew and now Jonathan Taylor's hurt I think it I, I think it's probably just uh lightning in a bottle Gardner Minshew is the lightning in a bottle king like he is like because because when he came was at Jacksonville, where yeah. he stepped in, and then the story came out of how he used to like hit himself in the hand with a hammer to like injure himself so he could like get a year of eligibility for like his D three school. And I was like, okay, this guy's like obviously just really wants to play football, and he's whenever he gets out there, he's gonna make the most of it. So I think lighting in a bottle is kind of the exact way to describe Gardner Minshew. But I think I mean I think Denver's a much better team than the Colts at this point, um, the way they're playing. 
Yeah, and you mentioned that Jonathan Taylor is injured, which I think will, I think will be at least a little bit of a problem. I mean, Zach Moss was fine filling in, so maybe he can just keep that going. And they are currently in a playoff spot, but if you look at the teams that aren't in the playoffs at this moment, like the Bills are still six and six. I I, I yeah. still feel confident that they will finish better than the Colts. Like I don't. It would be weird to see that not happen. I'm looking at the three teams behind them: the Texans, the Broncos, and the Bills, and I think they're all better than the Colts. So yeah. I don't know who the Colts play, um, remainder of this season, but I don't know. I, I I think I think if I was to pick one of those teams, I'd have to pick the Bills. But Houston looks to be look they were looking pretty good this week. Tough loss and, um, to uh, the Cardinals though. And just a quick shout out to Rashad White, averaged almost seven yards a carry this game. That's like after we were shitting on him last does. week. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's an insane game for him. <laughs> yeah, Dom said uh, a certain somebody who I will not downplay, down talk whatsoever was approaching Rashad White levels of efficiency, and then Rashad White just bounces back. So, incoming seven yards per carry game from who Brees were Hall you talking next week. about? Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Oh. <laughs> if, if you ignore his eighty-yard run against the Bills on the very first game of the year, and you take out his Broncos game. He averages less than like thirty yards a game. Like he is the Don't most efficient. You know who that literally reminds me of? That is like like that. He'll have twenty carries, but nineteen of them will be for like four or not even like will be like for two one or one yard. But then he'll have like a fifty yard run. You know who that literally is? Is it not? Are you trying to say Najee? No, it's Saquon. Oh. I feel like Saquon. Yeah, yeah it, it very that. well can be. It very well can be Saquon. I will. Like uh, he's great in the receiving game, but I feel like rushing the ball. It's always like. I don't know. He's like maybe like ten for nineteen, and then he breaks off like a fifty yard. Like it's like a thirty-five yard run. That was okay. Now he like, has yeah. like eleven for fifty. He's like, oh, he's actually having a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I completely like. There's way too many games where Saquon averages less than two yards a carry. Like, mm-hmm. I would be the first one to say that. And a big, a big part of it is when he's just starting to get going, and he breaks off two good runs, and it's like, say he gets like seven yards, and then like another seven, and then they give it to him again a third time, and then he gets like negative three. Happens all the time. Love that. Love that. Um, so it's a good segue to the next game. We'll talk about a game I was there. Uh, it was an offensive shootout. Giants beat the Patriots 10-7 to on a game-winning uh, missed field goal from the Pats from, uh, what was it? It was like 30 yards maybe from Chad Ryan. It was, it it was, was in so- the 30s. Dude, it was so bad. I was like, I, I like for my seats, I couldn't really get a good view on it. And I'm like, oh, he's obviously gonna hit this. And I'm like, I really gotta sit here for overtime. I was like so upset about that part of it. But then I just hear like way more because there was actually a lot of Pats fans there. But then I heard way more people cheering. I was like, holy shit, he missed it. Yeah, this is this was bro. This Mac Jones game was terrible. It was so bad. I think I saw a stat that said his QB rating would have been better in his twenty-one passes if he just stats. spiked the ball on the ground every time. Absurd. Yeah. That dude. That's how bad he was. Um. Yeah. But so we may talk about this in April that the Giants maybe fumbled the bag on the way to a generational quarterback. Is all they I'm saying. Williams, but no, I think the Giants are too far out of it at this point. They have four. Yeah, I now. think they are. I think it's going to be very tough for them to get a top. Like, obviously, they could trade up. And if a team that already has, like, a quarterback, like the Cardinals, I, maybe there's some weight Justin Field type for the Bears. Um, and they could trade up for sure. But, yeah, like, getting their own pick being, like, top three might be out of the realm. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think they're probably gonna finish like in like the seven to eight range, which is like the worst spot to fall because mm-hmm. if, at least if you're like you finish 15, you're like okay, they were they were like average this year, like they just didn't make the playoffs. But then you finish like eighth or ninth, then it's like will you win five games? Like well, yeah, the Panthers had the nine seed last year. It's working out pretty well for them this year. Uh, the ninth yeah, pick. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Heights arrived though. Got yeah, just don't trade your game. number one receiver if you draft a quarterback. <laughs> um. I'm just looking at the box score right now. I don't know how this makes sense, but Tommy DeVito had a 7.4 QBR, but his quarterback rating was over 100. Like, that doesn't make any logical sense. Seven, like 7.4? 7.4. Like, Mac Jones says 7.2, and he had a 27 rating. Tommy DeVito had a 7.4, and his rating was over 100. I think Maybe every it's a typo, stat, because, I mean, he had, like, a lot of actual good throws, and, like... Is it because yeah, he was that's sacked six times? Like, is that, Maybe, but... I don't know. Really that know. doesn't I, seem right. I'd be lying if I sat here and knew like exactly the equation for for like no one advanced QBR. They're all, they're all made up. What is the rating? I thought QBR. QB was rating is like a, rating. is like a compiling of like the, all the basic QB stats, like yards, completion percentage, touchdowns, picks. Like that's how that's compiled. But like QBR is like way different. QBR, I believe, is zero to a hundred with fifty being considered average. The rating is where it's like if you have the best rating, it's like one fifty eight point three, which is like what Brock Purdy had like two weeks ago. Like it, okay, like, QBR takes number, individual like, no play knows. and measures the exact the EPA for each play. Yeah. Since every play situation is different, there's a different value for EPA in each case. All right, so it's based on like EPA and not actual like statistics and numbers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the uh the, like Jalen Hyatt's looking a lot better too for for the Giants, and at least like they have at least some receiver to build around for the future. Um, yeah, maybe I'm, not as I'm, a I'm liking how he's looking. Running good routes but, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, big win for the Giants. I mean, they're still like have a chance to make the playoffs, but they should. I'm not gonna they should be six and six. Imagine they were six and six. They win the Bills game and the Jets game, and it's like, sure. wow, this team is like somewhat sure. average. And then and then the narrative goes from absolute dumpster fire, worst team of all time, to wow, they're doing this with a third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is Dable. He's gonna redeem himself this season. Um, so we'll hop to a really good game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans in the AFC South. Pretty much winner of this game. Was in the driver's seat for the division. Um, now the Jaguars have a two-game lead over the Texans. Um, and yeah, they won 24-21 on the road. Shroud looked great. Probably looked better than Trevor Lawrence for sure. Um, they kind of got, uh, or the Jaguars got bailed out by the refs at the end of the game on a call on Tank Dell, um, which was brutal. But yeah, I guess like, I still don't think Jacksonville is going to be like a Super Bowl fa- or like a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if they'll make the AFC Championship game. I mean, I wouldn't really... Uh, put them up there with some of the other teams in the AFC, like Baltimore or like um, Kansas City. I still like the Texans team, man. I still think they're going to get into the playoffs. And Shroud, I mean, it helps the the third and MVP case this year uh, with this game. What do you guys think about this game? I'll throw it to Dom first. Uh, so first off, don't disrespect the Jaguars. They were the one seed in the AFC for about four hours on Sunday. So you never know. <laughs> were they? Uh, oh, when they won and the Chiefs they, didn't play or Ravens? Oh, wow. Yeah, so on Friday when the Dolphins won, they became the one seed. Then the Jaguars won at 1 o'clock. They became the one seed. Then the Chiefs won at 4 o'clock. They became the one seed. And then the Ravens won Sunday. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. The one seed. So it just kept rotating. So for four That's hours, the sick. Jaguars were the one seed. Um, Dude, I hate that the Ravens have a bye this week. Like, just like it's too so late, late in the year. So too late. much fantasy implications. And, like, Lamar's got a bye. Um, but, I mean, for this game, though, like, you did mention the refs. I think the Jaguars did get bailed out a few times. Um, they also didn't score at the end of the half. In the first half, they tried going for it. Awful play call. Didn't get it. So they lost points there. Um, the thing with the Texans is they they were never really too far behind in this game. 
but they just decided not to run the ball ever, which I think kind of hurt Stroud a little bit because the Jaguars could just expect the pass to come. Like, they ran the ball um, 11 real times. I'm taking away Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud's rushes. Like, they only had 11 real rushes for 32 yards. Like, that's not great because eventually teams can shut down C.J. Stroud, especially when they do verse the good defenses, which we do think the Jaguars are one of the better defenses. So I think that definitely what was um, What was Pierce's... How are you compared to Singletary? Uh, Pierce had five, five carries for 14 yards, and Singletary had six carries for 18 yards. They both And 14 of Singletary's 18 came on one carry. So he had five for four the rest of them. Oh, not <laughs> bad, bad running game all around. Yes. No. yes. Singletary did well in the receiving game, though. He actually yeah. has been like a solid player for them this season, which mm-hmm. is weird because he just wasn't like that in, in Buffalo whatsoever. No. Um, and it is a shame to see like Damian Pierce kind of take a step back this season after a solid rookie year. But I know, like the like, if you get into like the advanced analytics from last year and like dig deep in the numbers, he really wasn't like great. But mm-hmm. you think he would still be something as a fourth round pick going forward? Yeah, just not much. Uh, and as new coaching staff too, so like they have no ties to him. True, true. Um, so we'll hop to a, another kind of game that had big AFC playoff implications: the Cleveland Browns going to Denver and losing twenty nine to twelve. The Broncos are on an absolute roll, and they are on a five game winning streak beating all pretty solid teams in that. The Packers, which looks a lot better now. Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, and now beating the Browns. Um, putting up 29 points on that defense. Um, Miles Garrett got hurt in this game as well. And yeah, the Broncos looks like they could make the playoffs, which is huge because they could have been like rock bottom after giving Russell that money and Sean Payton all that money. So yeah, uh, do you guys think that both these teams are going to make the playoffs? I'll throw to Tom first. Or do you think like this was pretty like good of an indicator on who's going to make it? So I'm pretty sure DTR got hurt today. Uh, yes, uh, Sunday, right? He did. Yeah. PJ Walker yeah. came in. Came in. Yeah. So, I mean, at least it, it's Joe tough Flacco, to say though. because the Browns, I think, no matter how little points they score, their defense is going to keep them in so many games. Especially like their next few games are the Rams. That's a tough game on the road, and then they have the Jaguars. You can count that, I guess, as a loss. Then the Bears at the Texans, then the Jets, and at the Bengals for the last week. I think. I think they're probably in like a win and in game in the last week. I, I think it probably because they probably could play around five hundred ball up until that point, and then they finished. Then they're pushing for about ten wins, and that probably is what. Uh, then getting that tenth one will probably get them a uh, wild card. I think it's going to happen. So I think they probably do both make the play. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to say the Browns do, and I'm not sure the Broncos do because they're they're in there in that pack with the Bills and the and the Texans too. So we're gonna have to see. Yeah. Do you agree, Dom, or do you kind of like the Broncos to make it over the Browns down the stretch? I think the Browns will make it just because they're already at seven wins, and we've seen that their defense can keep them in every game. So I yeah. think they're I think they're going to win at least two more games, which means that gives them uh I think that should give them four other games. All they gotta do is really win one of those then. So I think I think they'd make it. The Broncos, I mean it's the same the same thing I said before. I can't picture a world where the Bills straight up miss the playoffs. I just can't I don't think the Bills are good by any means, but just not seeing them in the playoffs, I don't, I can't picture that. And the Broncos have been so hot lately that I think eventually they will regress a little bit. Not too as bad as they were to start the year, but I do think they will regress to at least like not winning every single week, which they have been doing for the past, uh, what, five weeks now? Yeah. 
for sure. Um, so we'll hop to the Cardinals-Rams game um, here at 4 o'clock. I, I thought maybe the Cardinals, especially in a divisional matchup with Kyler back, were going to make like every game somewhat competitive or kind of tough. But Kyron Williams literally ran all over the Cardinals. Royce Freeman as well. Williams did a lot in the receiving game um, also for a running back. In a game where Cooper Cup had 18 yards and Puka Nakuya had 27, the Rams kind of dominated this one, put up 37 points. Um, Matthew Stafford had four touchdowns, two to Kyron, two to Tower Higby. Not great if you uh, own any Rams receivers in fantasy, not looking at anybody on this Zoom, um, FaceTime right now. But yeah, this uh, was a big win for the Rams to stay alive in the playoff picture. Cardinals go to 2-10. and ten. I guess like, I don't know. I guess we're kind of still in this, the boat with the Rams, especially because the NFC isn't as good. Like there is a solid chance they could still make the playoffs and they're getting like fully healthy again. And this offense is still really good, especially if Kyron Williams is going to be like a top 10 running back in the league for the rest of the season. They just have somewhat of a hard schedule. I mean, like Cleveland isn't as hard as it used to be uh, with Watson out. Baltimore is tough, obviously, but then you got like Washington, Saints, Giants, and then who knows if the 49ers are going to care about that week 18 game. There's a chance we could see the Rams in the playoffs this year. And I'm like, like, how would you guys rank? Let me see. Uh, I want to give you guys like a question here. So like between the Rams, the loser of Saints, Bucks, and the Vikings, how would you rank like those three teams on who you'd want to see in the playoffs? What What do you mean like losers of the Saints, Bucks? What do you mean by that? Like the, did like I, the second place did I say Saints, Bucks, my bad. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, so basically, whoever doesn't win the NFC South, so I didn't mean to say Bucks, probably meant to say Falcons. So, like, Falcons or Saints. Mm-hmm. Or honestly, honestly, just all give three, me a rank. I guess, I guess all Yeah, three. you can give me a ranking of, like, I mean, I don't think any of us really want to see the Bucks, but, like, so, like, give me Falcons, give me Saints, give me Vikings, and give me Rams on who you guys think could be, like, actually somewhat competitive in January. I think probably the Rams are the best coached, um, and I think they have already have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And they, ha- if Cooper Cup can somehow become somewhat existent again, the offense can be rolling with Cup, Nakua, and with Kyron Williams playing how he is, and Tyler Higby being a decent fourth option. I think they can, uh, or even fifth, sixth option with Atwell. And so, um, I think I, I would think the Rams would probably put up the best fight there. They're the most seasoned as well. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Dom? I got. You I got the Falcons stand, would just make everything I gotta, like competitive. I gotta stand my ground. I think the Falcons. I mean, I think the. I think just the way they're constructed, they will have a chance to win every game they possibly can. I think by them running and playing good defense will just keep them in the game. We finally saw Bijan unlocked this week, so I think if they can just keep leaning into that, I don't see any reason why they can't just keep winning and or keeping games close overall. Um, yeah. From that list, though, that you said. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks definitely would be last, and I think second to last would be the Vikings, in my opinion. Okay. Do you just we're just anti Josh Dobbs yes. now after I mean, after we, that game? We wa- we watched him on Monday. Like we'll get to that game when we get to it, but we all saw it. <laughs> Not every quarterback's gonna uh, have a great game every week, you know. So everyone's gonna have their blunder against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> so we'll hop into a game in which. The Chiefs were down 14-0 at one point to the Raiders, and then they ended up going on a 31-3 run. I don't really think this changes any perception about either team. I mean, like, the Chiefs won by double digits, as we expected, and they just kind of, like, Mahomes looked better. Rasheed Rice kind of had, like, a breakout game, and same with Isaiah Pacheco this season. Yeah, I think uh, I think we could probably say, like, we don't think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs, right? No. Uh, did we eliminate, we eliminated them, right, Dom? We did, uh... A while ago, they were probably like the fifth or sixth team we eliminated. 
Yeah, and then they kind of like they were what five? I don't know if they were ever. They, they were five and I think five. They were five and five. Yeah. Got so we're like, oh, like, did we make a bad pick? Um, but we'll get into kind of the elimination on the teams in a little bit. So yeah, that game, I don't really like to talk about too much. Um, but the game of the week was the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Buffalo Bills 37-34 in overtime. So much happened in this game. From the Jake Elliott 59-yard in the wind field goal to send it to overtime. Um, in overtime where Gabe Davis and Josh Allen were on a miscommunication to have the game winning touchdown. And then the Eagles kind of just go right down the field and Hurts ends up winning it on a rush. So Tom, what were your, what, what were your thoughts after this game ended? Cause this was definitely game of the week. I think it might be game of the year so far, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that was Jalen Hurts MVP drive capped off by a QB draw that he gets in. Um, Devontae Smith seems to be even in the playing field, AJ Brown a bit. He's really cooled off since that like era of like six or seven games where he had like 125 every game straight. But Eagles are clear cut in a way the best team in football now. I would say they didn't they didn't play the Ravens, but I'm taking them over the Ravens eleven times out of ten if they're playing in the Super Bowl. If the Super Bowl was tomorrow. Um I see your face, Dom. Wait, what? Yeah, I'll wait. You want me to go now or wait? Um, let's hear it. I mean, hypothetically, if the Eagles were playing, I don't know, the 49ers, who would be expected to win that game? I think, I personally, I would take the Eagles. I know they're playing this weekend, which is a, perhaps a, a new game of the year could happen. But and, I'm taking the Eagles personally, and I think as long as the Eagles make it out of the um, NFC, I think the 49ers are their toughest. The 49ers, and then I think even Dallas, because division opponent and everything, they're probably a tougher match for than the than I guess the Ravens and the Dolphins. And I only bring up the 49ers because last week I criticized just like the general um perception of this game because the Bills were only three point underdogs and I'm like that didn't make any sense because the Bills are not good. The Eagles are supposed to be elite. Of course the Eagles won by exactly three, so they nailed that. So like I just had like the 49ers are favored by three at Philly this week. Like I'm not trying to do a full preview, but I think that's a little telling that maybe the Eagles have the best record but they're not the best team right now so that's just like something that i'm thinking of because i don't know again they at halftime i mean they were down 17-7 they really had to fight their way back into this game so they weren't like running away with it by any means no not at all and but that also in terms of being a really good um like championship contending team that means they're built for the the postseason because you have to be able to come back in games that you're losing in the second half like you have to be able to have quarterbacks that can lock in and do what jalen hurts did and i think when, like, say the Chiefs this year, they're scaring some people because they're yesterday they did, or Sunday they did, but they weren't scoring second half points. That's not that's really that's really alarming for a team that's supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. If you know a team like the Eagles can come back against elite defenses like the Chiefs and like the Bills, you know that they are built for it. And that's why I'm saying the Eagles are still my my number one pick right now in the league. That's fair. That's... Yeah, I'm not like I'm not uh, disputing it. I'm just. Um not fully yeah. ready to commit to it yeah it is kind of wild that the 49ers are also favored next week um in philly yeah by is it a point and a half Did it was say? two and a half last i saw it, it so oh my god it's three that's crazy yeah, that's, that's telling that's telling me something what yeah i guess they think like the eagles are due that must be it um, so yeah, that was definitely game of the week and uh, game of the year potentially as well. So we'll hop to the Sunday night game, which was supposed to be like a really good game between the Ravens and the Chargers and the Chargers against a good defense 
only scored 10 points. I'm surprised Brandon Stanley did not get fired. I thought maybe he would go this this Monday. The, dude, the Chargers have burned me so many times this year. I did take them as my upset pick last week. I'm like, every time they're like minus three or minus four and a half, I'm like, I love them. I love them. Like this team is due for a win. Like I know they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to sneak in as the seventh spot, but nope, they just keep losing. They're four and seven. This is probably the most, I want to say the most disappointing team in the league this season. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah, especially if uh, they don't I mean, make the... Unless you count the Jets, but, like, they kind of have a reason. No, Yeah, yeah. I think they have a... No, 100% reason. Like, with Justin Herbert healthy still, and I know Mike Williams got hurt, but, like, I don't know. This this team needs to be overhauled. And, like, a team that's supposed to be, like, a really good defensive coach team, I, I feel like they've just had too many lapses on the defensive side of the ball this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and man. I think, Do we um, think... No, I was just going to say, like, if you were watching this game... And you saw Zay Flowers running towards the end zone with like a minute left, and you were yelling at the TV for him to just slide. I was right there with you. <laughs> Scored a meaningless touchdown when they could have just ran out the clock. Because I'm sure, I'm sure part of it was the the Chargers drafted Quentin Johnson over me. I'm gonna make sure I score two touchdowns today. That was definitely in his head as he was running to the end zone. Quentin Johnson yeah. is bad. Yes. Well, he got hurt too, but yes, still bad. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. Like I would love to like I guess have the desire to do this but i don't like all the nfl analysts and people that were like how did uh quentin johnson go above zay flowers and how did bryce Young go above cj shot i feel like i've seen that so much and obviously it's so easy to say this in hindsight but i feel like quentin i don't know if quentin johnson was looked at as like an overrated pick at the time but i feel like it was like 70 30 on people on bryce young over cj shroud so i don't know i feel like i don't know if you guys have been seeing this at all I'm like i'll never really go back to what they said like these specific analysts in april but I just Wait, found so, it funny that everybody's out on Quentin Johnson. I know he doesn't look good, but like I don't think we can call him the B word yet. Wait, so you're saying all the guys that do all the mock drafts and all the um, analyzing of all the college kids aren't held responsible for any of the predictions they make in March? Like that's crazy. I never, I didn't know that when Mel Kiper predicted Jimmy Clausen to be the best quarterback ever. <laughs> what draft yeah, class? I was mean, he in? was he Cam Newton's class? Probably like tennis. I don't, I don't know the exact year. Oh, okay, gotcha. And but like yeah like you nailed it like they can literally just say whatever they want and then come november just completely flip it and apparently it's fine yeah and like especially there's a, there's a lot of football left to be played for all these guys careers and like you know i know quentin johnson got hurt like speedy recovery to him with the injury is that he suffered his rookie year but i think all those wide receivers i think were a little interchangeable besides like i think jsn was like a little above the rest of them like in terms of being a prospect but addison flowers and johnston were all kind of flip-flopped like throughout the entire like draft process mm-hmm. um and jsn wound up going first yeah he wound up going first so it, it's it's tough to i mean unless you're like a real sharp and you were like jordan addison should be a top 10 pick because he looks the best out of, out of the four of them but i think everyone's gonna just be it they all probably just threw dart, random like one shot darts and a couple of them hit a couple of them missed mm-hmm um, so we'll hop to the last game of the week, Monday night bears going to Minnesota. Joshua Dobbs had four interceptions. I would say two of them were his fault. There was also, I think another dropped one in there that, um, I guess went his should, way, obviously should, should have been five. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I guess you could also say should have been three if the, his receivers didn't drop them. Um, if That's we're going to go that way too, because obviously Dom is anti Josh Dobbs. Me and Tom are pro Josh, Josh Dobbs and me being pro does not mean top 10, top 15, but only top 20. I just don't think he's a bottom five quarterback. Um, but after last night's game, wasn't great. But like, after watching Mac Jones, oh my God, Dobbs is still so much better than Mac Jones. Um, right now, yeah, Mac Jones is state. Mac Jones is the worst Week One starter uh, in the league this year, without a doubt. It's also crazy because like 
it's wild like how different things were two years ago where people were calling him the best quarterback of the 2021 class because he did yeah, he have made, the best rookie season out of them and now look at he him. made the playoffs yeah as a rookie yeah, yeah. got absolutely and, embarrassed by the bills but he made it i mean technically is he still the th- he's like what the third best quarterback from that first round uh so i was doing some qb research which uh i, I won't get fully into now i save it for after this game but um his class i mean it's not great <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, he's probably third. Fields is second. Lawrence is obviously first. I, th- yeah. I mean, he's probably better I mean, than Wilson. Honestly, is he better than Zach Wilson? Yeah, he's I better don't than know. Zach I, th- I think so. I, I the weapons in in New England are so bad. And uh, he has no O line. Like his, he he just gets touched immediately. Like there's no O line. Some of his interceptions are so bad. It's like you put, press the wrong button in Madden, and he just throws it right to the linebacker. I think he might also at this point just like not care because he knows like they're drafting Caleb or Drake May. He's like, yeah, I won't be here or I'll be mm-hmm. a backup. Like I don't care at this yeah. point. Yeah, I would I would take um, a flyer on him as a backup going forward. But back to the Monday night game while we were just like still on the topic. I don't know who the Bears OC is. I probably should have looked up his name. It is the worst play calling I've ever seen in my entire life. They run wide receiver screens almost every play. Um, I know you guys saw the stat that Justin Fields, his average um yeah, the target like his yeah his average yard per target or whatever it's called was less than a yard like he literally wasn't throwing the ball past the line of scrimmage on average which is ridiculous um but every time they ran the ball they were getting five yards a time and they just kept doing these wide receiver screens and passes i don't know why they need to adopt the falcons playbook and just run the ball 40 times a game because i think yep. the bears would actually probably be like significantly better if that's what they did and you also have to worry. You also have to think about how much that last throw to DJ Moore lopsided the uh, skew the data, because oh, that was like yeah. thirty-five air yards. Yeah, and like Justin Fields, he had two bad fumbles. Like you can't fumble like that late in the game. They still won this game. They didn't score a touchdown. Is Justin Fields like playing his way back into the guy, or or like he's he's still out? Like I don't know. They're in such a middle territory right now that I don't know what's gonna happen. I think you still drive Caleb. I think yeah. if it's unless they make the playoffs, I think you still got to draft Caleb. No, you draft Caleb because he's way them, better than Justin Fields is. If they make the playoffs, I'm gonna be blown away. Yeah, if, I think you need you, to be blown away. You can get Caleb, and then if they're bad enough, I mean, this win, this win was honestly really like bad for their because they they could they could have somehow paired up Caleb Williams with like Marvin Harrison Jr. Like if they somehow ended up with one and three, but now it seems a little bit less likely now that they have four wins. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, because uh, the Bears, they can keep winning, and they're going to still probably have the number one pick because the Panthers keep losing. So that is pretty much our uh, reaction to the Week 12 games. Dom, did you want to talk about something before we get into the elimination of the uh, teams for this week? Yeah, so I brought I brought this up to you guys over text. I haven't previewed this with you at all. This is just something I've been thinking about. I think the narrative that you need to draft a quarterback high in the draft I think it's time to completely get rid of that thinking because so often teams, I mean, for example, the Panthers, they gave up so much to get Bryce Young, who is having an awful year this year, which is now questioning, will he be good long-term? And by the time he gets good, you're going to have to pay him a significant amount of money and hurt your team. And I, I was going back through the draft classes. There has not really been game-changing quarterbacks outside of the 2020 draft class that went like high. Like obviously Trevor Lawrence went high, but then you look at 2021. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Are any of those guys actually like above replacement level? No. Or would you or in the 2022 draft class, Kenny Pickett went 20th overall. Desmond Ritter went 74th overall. 
would you rather have Desmond Ritter plus a first round guy or Kenny Pickett plus a third round guy? Like there's so many quarterbacks now that I think it's actually might be beneficial to just draft a quarterback and say the fourth round every year and just hope he pans out and never waste the first round pick on it. Because I, mean, I, I think it's, look, it's unless you're getting yeah, like unless you're getting C.J. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence, like if you know a guy is 100% going to be a stud, by all means take him. But if you're questionable on a guy even a little bit, don't like I think you should completely just take him off the board. Don't even waste your pick on him. So yeah, but taking the, the thing risk. Is, uh, so I was gonna say, would you risk every year taking a Daniel Jones at pick number what is he? Six. He was six. He was six. To also take a Josh Allen at number seven because they both equally had just as many risks to each other. That's fair, but if you look at Josh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen had. I don't know, dude. With... Josh Allen was getting ripped for going seventh at the All right, time. All right, but but you just mentioned Josh Allen. Going sick, but Josh Allen had yeah, way exactly. more. Josh Allen was bigger. He was a better runner. He had a better arm. He was just inaccurate. Daniel Jones cannot process things, and he doesn't. He still really kind of doesn't have NFL arm strength in year five. So, <laughs> so you bring up same Josh with Justin Allen. Herbert though. People have to say Herbert's got a cannon. They didn't like him out of Oregon. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, you you brought up Josh Allen. So if you look at the rest of his class, Baker Mayfield won the Heisman. Has he? He's getting passed around in the NFL right now. Sam Darnold was a bust. Josh Rosen literally didn't last a season. Lamar Jackson went thirty second. Imagine getting a Lamar thirty two, or even just waiting to take a quarterback in the third or fourth round. That would give you the exact same production that Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen gave you. Yeah. Like I think you're better off now drafting a quarterback every single year in the third or fourth round. Because also the injuries this year have been insane. Like, if you take a guy high and he gets hurt, he he's it's hard to completely like bring him back and feel confident in him. Like, I don't know. This unless I'm just completely overreacting to the lack of quarterbacks recently, I think this might be like the way it should go from now on. So I think I don't think you're overreacting. I just think the sample size is a bit small because realistically there really isn't that many that there there aren't that many really over the top solid franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. Like there's like eleven. Which, like, is my, which is my point then. Like, I wouldn't yeah. waste a first-round pick on a guy then. I, and I can agree. So, um, I just, I took a quick scan, like, through the standings, like, while you were, like, while you were, uh, mm-hmm. like, giving your point. I think I think you did make some good points. And I, I will I will agree with you in a sense that a lot of these super elite teams, like, okay, the Dolphins and two was pick five. But Lamar, pick 32. Even, like, the Browns, the way they were assembled. Like, Watson was, what, picked, like, 14, 15? Like, that's a mid-first-round pick. It's not like Trubisky went second in that draft. And, he, and Mahomes went 10th. Like, Watson was the third QB off the board. No, and fourth QB off the board. Rosen was third, I think. No, that's a different year. Yeah, Rosen yeah, was Watson 18. Was, Watson, yeah, Watson was earlier. Oh, Watson, Watson was 17. Was that was the Gary year? the third quarterback. Okay. Yeah. But even I'm just Rosen was the Kyler, was the Baker year. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's say you needed a quarterback in 20, going into the 2018 draft, right? You need to okay. take one in the first round. I wanted, I, Dom, I, I'm going to read off the quarterbacks that have gone in the third or fourth round since 2018. And I have I have this, them written down as well. Yeah, dude, it's bad. It's bad. Okay, but uh, I would say twenty eighteen. Okay, I'll let, you, I'll let you go before I say. Yeah, go. Okay, so twenty eighteen. I'll just do third and fourth. You had Mason Rudolph and you had Kyle Oletta. in twenty nineteen. You had Will Greer, Ryan Finley, Jared Stidham. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty. You had Jacob Eason, James Morgan. Um, in twenty twenty one, you had Kellen Mond. You had Davis Mills and you had Ian Book. In twenty twenty two, you had Malik Willis and Matt Corral. And then in 2023, you have Hedden Hooker, uh, Jake Hayner, who I honestly, I don't even know much about him out of Fresno State. Fresno Stetson State, Bennett yeah. and Aiden O'Connell. So, like, I don't know, dude. I think if you want so, a quarterback, you either have to do it either in the second or the first. I agree. I agree with that because a lot of the guys you mentioned, though, 
have never played. But if you look at some guys, like Garner Minshew went in the sixth round in 2019. Sam Howell went in the fifth round last year. And if you even want to look at this past season, small sample size, but Aiden O'Connell went in the fourth round. Is his production significantly worse than some of these other guys we're mentioning? Like, I wouldn't be confident with Aiden O'Connell as my quarterback, but if you're telling me I can have him in the fourth plus a stud first-round pick instead of flipping it the other way around, I'd much rather have that situation. So I think it is... I think it depends who you draft, obviously. But if you're doing it every year, I think eventually you will find a guy that is at least average, and I think you'll be fine with it. I mean, if you look at the, the leading passers this season that are in the top of the list, Sam Howell was a late-round draft pick. Dak Prescott was like a fourth-round pick. Kirk Cousins was a late-round pick. Like, it's all guys that if you just hit on them, obviously that's the key. you got to hit on the guy. But I, if you can get that first-round pick every year to be a stud player— your quarterback play can be slightly worse, and you will, you'll be fine if you can just find that one guy. Like that's kind of what the Falcons are doing. They assembled a great team, and they're saying Desmond Ritter, just play average for us, and we will make the playoffs. Like I think that's that's kind of the point I want to make. To help my yeah. narrative, every but, quarterback in the uh, top five teams in the AFC all came from the first round. Okay, yes, because there are some studs that come through, but again. After about, what, 10 guys, they're all interchangeable at the end of the day. Like Josh Dobbs, you're talking about Josh Dobbs being a top 20 quarterback. He was undrafted and passed around the league like crazy. If you're yeah, saying I agree. Don't he's... take a quarterback just to take a quarterback. I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's what I think teams need to start doing where, obviously, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud were fine. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I don't, I don't want to judge anything yet because we haven't seen him enough. But Will Levis in the second round, there's not much draft capital there. He looks fine. He looks at least kind of average. So, like, you're not losing much if you keep rolling with him. So, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, I just wanted to make no, sure no, it's I'm a good, not, It's like, a good thing crazy. to bring up to uh, – it's, it's a good debate to have for sure because I think it also, like, matters, like, who your coach is, your offensive coordinator, your receivers, your O-line. A lot goes into it because, obviously, it was a lot better for some of these quarterbacks than some others. So, um, we have to eliminate a team from the playoffs um, like we've been doing every week. I'll read off the teams we've already eliminated. We have the New England Patriots. We have the Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans, Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders. And over in the NFC, we have the Giants, the Packers, the Bears, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Panthers. So I think we maybe have to worry about in the NFC, the Rams and the Packers. And then for the AFC, it's probably the Broncos and the Colts, probably, right? Yeah. Um, I think... So- I was gonna. I feel like the next team up is probably. Is it the Charger? No. Like okay. So I. I ooh. think I'd rather eliminate the Bengals, even though they have a better record, just because. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's fine by me. I. I was. Uh. I was looking. I didn't look past the Raiders, and I didn't look past. Um. The Saints, and I'm like, okay, like I'm not. I'm like none of these teams above. I. But now that you're saying it, I would much. I, and plus, being that the Bengals play in the AFC North, um, yeah. much less games are winnable. So I, I, I'm I'm totally cool limiting the Bengals, which is a team yeah. that we in week two would not be thinking we do doing right now. They were my they were yeah. my AFC champion. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't predict the Burrow injury. I guess it's either the Jets or the Bengals, and if we want to go AFC. I mean, I'm looking at the Chargers too. I just don't have confidence in them. Oh, but like, I we have more confidence in the Jets. You know what? The thing with the Jets is their schedule is not too bad, and I just know no, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. No, I just know. Listen, I think I think the Bengals could be a look here because I'm I'm taking the I'm taking all four. Like if you go from the, uh, I'm taking the Chargers over them now. They're only a game back, but then I'm taking the Bills, Broncos, and Texans all over the Bengals. 
They don't have one easy game rest of the year, the Bengals, either. I know, because they have the first-place schedule from last year. Mm-hmm. Jags, Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. No way. Uh, so if we want, if we think we should balance it up, because we do have one more NFC team than AFC. So, like, like obviously, if we want to go NFC, it's probably going to be the Commanders, because um, we're not going to touch the AFC South. So it's either basically the Commanders, the Bengals, the Jets, or Chargers. The NFC is so wide open, and we've already eliminated so many like wildcard teams. I don't. Yeah, want yeah. To let's stay in the AFC. One. Yeah, I'm fine with the Bengals. What do you like? I guess. Dom? I mean, I don't. I don't want to do yeah, Chargers. I don't want to. I guess do I'm fine with the Bengals because I, I don't think they make the playoffs. So like at the end of the day, I don't think this matters. But like I also just have no confidence anymore in the Chargers whatsoever. Like I'm, I'm ready. If the Chargers lose this week to um, whoever they play, I don't. Uh, if I'll they lose. Up. Oh, they play the Patriots. Other. They bet they better win this game. <laughs> if they lose it. the Patriots, they're done. Stanley Stanley's <laughs> getting fired and they're getting <laughs> eliminated. But the thing like, is, Ty... oh sorry, you go, Tom. I, I and I think also if we don't pick the Jets this week and they lose their next game, yeah. that is like, okay. They're four and eight. Aaron Rodgers is probably almost all but definitely not coming back. Like if they somehow sneak out like two wins in a row and they're six and they're six and seven, Rodgers would be like, all right, let's try and do this. And that's the last guy that I want trotting out against it for a team that I said was eliminated. Um, so I think we if we do the Bengals now, we can kind of keep the Jets in our back pocket. It's kind of yeah. crazy. We've been keeping the Jets in our back pocket since like week like two. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> um, their roster is really good. You, according to tiebreakers yeah. and everything, they are the 15th seed in the Who? AFC, the Jets. Uh, yeah, the second and last. Six. Two and six in the conference because they beat the uh, Eagles, at, which makes no sense, and uh, the Giants. Yeah. Oh man, I I kind of want to do Jets. Like one of Browning's actually not bad, and it was just a good Steelers defense. Yeah, but like I don't think the Bengals. I don't think they will make it. They're obviously closer right now, but I I agree that I don't think they'll make it. So at the end of the day, I don't think it matters. Um, okay. It is crazy so, though, just to like look at this. That the Bills are ten, the Bengals are eleven, and the Chargers are thirteen. Like, imagine showing that to someone week one, being like, "Get ready for this." Yeah, I know. Ugh. All right, uh, I guess we're gonna go Bengals. Yeah, I'm fine. You guys, were, you guys were hard on it, so I'm good with it. I mean, the uh, Bengals are they're one and six in the conference. They somehow swept the entire hurts. NFC West. That's so, crazy. Like, um, they won't have any tiebreakers. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll add the Bengals to the list. Um, so, yeah, we, we have the Jets in our back pocket. We have the Commanders, and we also, I guess, have the Chargers in our back pocket as well. Um, and then it'll get a little bit tough when we have to decide who's not winning the NFC South, basically, and if we think, like, the Steelers or Browns won't get in as well. Um, so, yeah, that is going to be for us. Hope you guys did enjoy our Week 12 reaction. If you guys are watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up, subscribe, and drop a comment what you guys think about this past week. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well. So we'll catch you guys later in the Week 13 preview. Hope you guys have a great day, and peace out.